Welcome to Sam and Erica's Marriage Podcast. Here we will talk about practical ways to have an even better marriage and ways to handle the challenges that are sure to come. Regardless of where you are in your marriage, your age, or how long you have been married, this podcast is for you. We will discuss difficult topics from dealing with past hurts and unforgiveness to making date night spicy. Even if you're single, you probably want a better marriage than the marriages you've seen. Join us weekly as we discuss ways to make marriages better. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 13 of Sam and Erica's Marriage Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are excited to be back. We are on a roll. Yes, back (laughs) at it, man. We are back (laughs) at it. We are recording two weeks in a row, and that is wonderful. It is, it is. We, uh, before we really get started, you know I'm going to ask you to go ahead and click that subscribe button. Mm -hmm. Uh, now that we're back on our regular recording schedule, regular release schedule, it's going to be really important that you go ahead and click that button now. And then as soon as they're released, you'll get them automatically. We are getting ready to introduce a new series. Mm-hmm. And it yes. is, it's actually going to be a little different from the ones that we've done in the past. You know, the ones that we've done in the past, we have four parts, one part per week that went through the whole month. This time, we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about the emotional needs. We talked about them in our romance series, and we touched on them just a little bit. We touched on a few of them. This time, we're going to go in depth into each one of them. So it may take us about mm, probably about a month, a month and a half or or, two or two months, depending on how this goes. I am really excited about this <laughs> series because it, it is something yes. that I have been wanting to do for so long. And mainly because this series actually, it brings you guys into Sam and Erica of Sam and Erica's Marriage Podcast. Okay. This, um, we're going to share a conversation that we actually had at our in our home with our young adult daughters. We've talked about them in the past. They're really grown. Like they're right. 29, 28, or 29, 27, and 22. They're grown. Super grown. And the conversation, it actually, it came about because Sam is real good with sharing with our girls what it's like to be a man. And mm. he goes into the mind of a man when they're talking about about dating he did that when they were in high school mm. and now they're all grown and it's, baby you it's, say that like i got a choice <laughs> like this is the only mind that i have i know but i just <laughs> i love it it really I, you know i really wish somebody would have been able to give me the inside scoop on what goes on in the mind of a man I just, and i really i love the fact that you do that with them it gives them a heads up you know it puts them one step further into I hope so. The that, manhood. You that's know, they always don't understand. what I'm hoping. Yeah. Unfortunately, women and men don't always communicate well. We don't. So sometimes I feel like they don't They don't really hear what I'm saying. No, they but, do. But they do. Yeah, but they, they really do. do. They, they really do. Really do. They and, really do. And we have great daughters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that conversation, though, because I've gotten a lot of questions. I would say emotional needs have probably been the topic that has given the most that we've gotten the most feedback about Mm -hmm. like people just generally want to know more about it uh but that conversation it it really was typical of kind of how conversations come about in the watson household yes our girls are not shy Mm -hmm. about asking or sharing everything with us (laughs) way too much (laughs) Uh, yeah, everything. They share everything. Everything. So I think in this, in this, we were talking about, uh, 
I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But somehow the conversation took a turn as I was coming into the kitchen Mm -hmm. and we were talking about what would ultimately become a conversation about physical attractiveness. Right. It didn't start out that way, no. but it landed there. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a whole lot of uh, woman talk. Yes. About, you know, getting the breakup body and getting the hair and the nails done and doing all those things that women do right after relationships. Right. And my point was just that women know that these things attract men. Mm-hmm. And that little comment was met with uh, a little opposition. It was. It was met with a little opposition. <laughs> it was. And it was because we were trying to explain to Sam that it's not about what we do for the man. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, most that's times. What they were telling me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really know because I'm for, well, not, it's fortunate for me, but I don't know the whole breakup thing because Sam and I have been together since we were like 16. Mm. But we were talking about, you know, the breakup and, how you know women do this to boost their confidence they get their hair cut and all these things and so we were saying that it's not all about doing it for the man it's about doing it for ourselves sometimes when we're in a long-term relationship we can kind of let things go and so you know we wanted to kind of just do some things for ourselves thank thank you for trying to protect me i appreciate that yes because you guys that is just (laughs) lady talk yes all those things will make a woman feel better about herself, no question. However, there's no doubt about it that a woman pulls all those things together and goes out because she knows those things will attract a man. There's no doubt about that. These are tried and true methods. They attract men because men in general have a high emotional need in the area of physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation really got heated. When we turned the page and we started talking about, so what happens after you get the man? Yes, that's exactly That's what, when it went off the rails. Right, that's what happened. Because you and your your breakup body and your new dress <laughs> and your fly hair will get the dude, no doubt. That dude is done. He doesn't stand a chance. He's done. The problem is, once you've got the dude and you let the breakup body go, yeah. And you stop getting your hair done and you kind of. So his need, the thing that drew him to you was his emotional need of physical attractiveness. Right. And we'll break all this down when we get to that emotional need. Yeah. But that's just we're in this conversation and it was heated and it's a lot of back and forth. And I'm really just trying to hold my own end up because I'm in a house. I'm always outnumbered. Always. I'm always the only right. man. Right. So I'm really just trying to hold on, you know, to my little opinion. And it really dawned on us. And I think it was our daughter that first suggested it. You guys got to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Because people just don't know. Right, right. This is real. I believe you, Dad, but we don't think about it that way. Right. And, you know, she was absolutely right. And we don't think about it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, not at all. And I am guilty. We got married when we were young. I had children early. And look, I remember saying out of my own mouth, look, dude, you're just going to have to accept (laughs) me the way that I am. (laughs) And not really realizing or even knowing 
that physical attractiveness was one of your most important emotional needs. I just didn't know. Look, I just had two kids. I'm doing the best I can to take a shower, let alone (laughs) put something cute on. Uh So, you know, so it was really a good conversation. And we thought that it would be important to bring it to the podcast. So we are going to talk about that. We're We're going to talk about all 10 mm-hmm. uh, the emotional needs as they were outlined in his needs her needs right. that's a book that was written by willard harley jr and it's really a book that we're going to reference a lot when we're doing this emotional needs series mm-hmm. because most of this information we did get from them and other authors soon we'll let you know when we hit them right but they are that book is really where we've decided to land mm-hmm. With the 10 that they outline. And we're going to talk about one or two in each episode until we cover them all. This is actually this episode. And Sam and I, you know, we had a good time talking about it and and giving you guys a background on how the conversation started in our home. But we hope and pray that this is a conversation that husbands and wives are having or start having from this point forward. Only because it's important. Um, You know, it's important to get the dialogue out there. It's important for you to know your spouse's emotional needs. And it's important for you to put in the effort to meet the emotional needs of your spouse. Really important. So what are emotional needs and how do I identify what my emotional needs are? I think that's really the first question. How do I identify what my emotional needs are? Uh, Again, the His Needs, Her Needs book, they have uh, developed a questionnaire. And you'll find the link on our website, or even if you just scroll down in our show notes, you'll see a link to the questionnaire. We recommend that every person take that questionnaire, Mm -hmm. whether you're married, whether you're single, it's a great questionnaire just for you to understand how you're set up emotionally. It will identify some things that you may not have realized that are important to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, life or death important to you. Right. That you've kind of, or you may see some things that you've kind of felt like, man, that, that, that thing is really, I really feel good when this thing happens or that thing's hap- that thing happens. Right. This really helps you to kind of quantify those things, right. to kind of land on some hard definitions about what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you guys are answering the questions on the questionnaire, make sure that you're honest with yourself. Really important. Yeah, you want to make sure that you, you know, you take some time. And if you need to get some time alone, take some time alone and really think about the questions and answer them honestly. Yeah, one of the things that we kind of came across when we were taking it, and I don't even know if it was initially, but certainly by the later, the second time around when we were uh, dealing with this book, we were kind of... I guess maybe we were in a place where we were kind of waiting some of the questions. We weren't answering them totally in a a totally honest way. Right. So, uh, and I think Dr. Uh, Harley makes this, he he kind of explains it this way at some point in the book. You have to think about the emotional needs in the context of, if I take any two of them, one of them, the one that I choose is the one that I'll get and the other one I'll never have ever again. Right, okay. So mm-hmm. if I'm choosing between affection and sexual fulfillment, mm-hmm. the one that I choose, I get. The one that I don't choose, I have to live the rest of my life without that one. Right. If we look at each one in that context, it makes it really easy for us to understand which one is really our emotional need? Mm-hmm. If I were, if I had to decide between 
uh, sexual fulfillment and intimate conversation, Mm -hmm. or most men, if they would have to decide between those two, most men would choose sexual fulfillment. Mm -hmm. That would mean that they would never have intimate conversation again. Which, (laughs) that would probably be okay. (laughs) (laughs) For most men, that would probably be okay. But I'm guessing by my beautiful wife's reaction, it's not the same for women. No, for women, it would probably be, well, at least I know for me personally, it would definitely, I would choose intimate conversation. Uh, Not that sexual fulfillment is important. I mean, it's important. Right. But, you know, if you were to say, hey, Erica, you know, I'll I'll either never talk to you again or we'll never have sex. I would probably choose the sex. I mean, you probably I'll, choose to let the sex go. I would let the sex yeah. go. Yeah, and right. I think you know what? Now, now that I remember it in the book, they talk about it with the he he used the example of a man having his wife to either say, "I respect you," or. I love you. Right. And he could never have the other ever again. Mm -hmm. And men always, in his research, Mm -hmm. the man always said, I'd rather she say, I respect you. Right. Even if that means you'll never hear, I love you again. Right. And for the woman. For the woman, it's the exact opposite. It wasn't even close. No. No woman said the other way. Women would prefer, I love you. Mm -hmm. And that's because in our language, whether, you know, we're talking about the emotional needs, we're talking about the five love languages, you know, our language is love. And the Bible clearly says that the Bible give God gives the man instruction to love, love the wife because he knows that that's what she needs Absolutely. to keep her going to make mm-hmm. her tick. And so you saying that you love me literally is your way of loving me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a man, I would imagine that me showing you respect Absolutely. is my way of saying that I love you that's because right. I'm showing you respect. Right. And Dr. Harley was just saying that this is the, that's the approach we ought to take with filling out this questionnaire. Right. Think of these things. Don't just rank them based on some bias that's happening in your life right now. Right. Think of them as if I couldn't, if I could only have one thing on this list, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Mm -hmm. The other nine things I could never have again. I can only have one. Which one would I choose? Right. And that's the one you rank number one. Mm -hmm. And then you ask yourself the question all over again Mm -hmm. until you've ranked them all. That's the best approach that we found to deal with the questionnaire. Right. In the book, um, and you guys will know this as soon as you get your your the, get the opportunity to read the book, you'll know that he's going to list five for you know five of women's most em- mm-hmm. important emotional needs, and he's going to list five for men, mm-hmm. and they're going to be different. Mm-hmm. And that's because men and women have two completely different sets of emotional needs. It doesn't mean that, you know, Sam's emotional needs are more important than mine or mine are more important than his. It just means that they are different. Right. And we all have all, we both have all 10. Yes, we have all 10. It's just that. We're ranked, some of them are ranked higher than others. Absolutely. And for men in general. These are the top five mm-hmm. for women in general. These are the top five. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going to get into each of them. We're going to tear them down. It's going to be like breaking down, a, doing a, a post game on a, on a sporting <laughs> event. Like we're going to get into the stats. Always a football yeah, analogy. Sorry, sorry, ladies. Always <laughs> a sports analogy. But we really are. We're going to spend some time. We're not going to rush through them. We're going to mm-hmm. spend time really talking about what they are. And for the guys, especially for the guys, 
First Peter three, seven, it says dwell with your wife in an understanding way, that understanding way that, that, that phrase it's really in the original language. It's like an academic phrase. Mm -hmm. The root word is actually knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like this information is what we ought to be studying our wives to gain mm -hmm. to what makes her tick. How can I best reach my wife? How do I, how can I best understand my wife? Mm -hmm. How can I best communicate with my wife? Mm -hmm. These emotional needs are the answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is absolutely based in uh, scripture. Mm -hmm. One of the things that came to mind just then when you were talking is, you know, that scripture is for the man, but it also goes for the women too. A lot of times in a relationship, I'm pretty sure we're thinking, I just don't know what it is. I'm doing everything. I'm doing the best I can. You know, I'm spending time with her or I'm doing whatever. And I'm still not, we're still not connecting. We still have that disconnect. Mm, that and it's so because, true. you know, we're doing everything but meeting the emotional need of our spouse because we're not paying attention. We're not really studying. We're not engaged with what it needs or what our spouse needs to, to kick. I mean, right, to feel fulfilled. To feel fulfilled. Absolutely. Baby, it'd be no, if you spent all of your free time trying to be, uh, open and honest with me. That's important. Mm -hmm. But you would get a lot more bang for the buck if you did, if you took that same energy and put it into physical attractiveness mm -hmm. or sexual fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you would score some points if you put all of your efforts into right. showing me affection. Right. But you get a whole lot more <laughs> out of putting all of your efforts into something that was really my emotional need right. versus... Right something that just ranks a lot lower on my scale. Right. You know, a lot of times we'll be frustrated. I'm really bending over backwards to do a thing. Mm -hmm. But that thing really isn't the thing that makes my wife tick. Right. So I'm really working hard, but I'm working hard at the wrong thing. Right. And that sets up frustration. On both sides. On both sides. You're doing everything that you can to meet my need. And my need is just not being met. At all. At all. Because it, that's not the thing. Absolutely. You know, so I, I think, you know, that scripture is mainly for the man, but it goes for the woman too. I agree. Um, you know, regardless of how long you've been married, you can always learn something new about your spouse. Mm, you know, so you true. can, if life happens, we get older, things change. Our, we change. You know, we change, yeah. right. You know, our, our favorite this changes, our favorite that changes. You know, the thing that made us tick when we were in our 20s is not really doing it for us in our 30s. Yeah, I've had so older I think men, that's men that I really respect that have, you know, explained to me just along the way, that where, and it just so happens to be the the, the number one in the book, uh, they say for men is sexual fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Well, they've explained to me that there's seasons in your life where that won't be the number one. Right. You know, and, and that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. when you think about things biologically. Right. Or you think about just where you are emotionally in your life. Mm -hmm. These things will change. Mm -hmm. or And everybody's top five won't be in the same order. Right. You know, just the ones that... They've identified that's just from their research. Mm -hmm. And I, just to be completely honest, from the men that I know and looking at myself, they've got the top five lined up pretty mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Not the same sequence, though. Right. Like their number two and my number two is not the same. Right. So 
Right. Uh, for a man, they actually had the number one uh, emotional need is sexual fulfillment. Mm-hmm. For the woman, they had the number one uh, most important emotional need as affection. Yep. The second one for men was recreational companionship. The second one for women was intimate conversation. Third, for guys, it was physical attractiveness. Third for women is openness and honesty. The fourth one for the men was domestic support. Fourth one for women was financial support. And for men, the fifth most important emotional need was admin, ad, uh, admiration. I was about to say administration because <laughs> I could use some administrative help. No, admiration. And for women, the fifth most important emotional need is family commitment. So we're going to spend some time talking about each of these. Uh, some of them, you know, we one of the things that Eric and I talk about a lot, one of the experiences that we've had in our own marriages, uh, Sunday football, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday football. I'm a football fan. I've been watching football all my life. I get married and I got a wife and I don't really care about football. She didn't. I mean, I didn't because uh, but now I'm like, go brown. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought <laughs> that yeah. that would ever come out of my mouth other than getting some Browns gear? Anyway, go Browns. Yeah. So how did, and that came about, like, um, you want me to tell it or you tell it? You can tell it. Okay. Fun. So it started because on Sundays, you know, things would kind of calm down Sunday afternoon around our household. Mm-hmm. And I would absolutely be parked on the sofa in front of the TV. And I would want Erica to be there with me even though i knew she didn't really at that time didn't even know what football didn't understand the rules no the game was stupid she just didn't want but it was important for me that she was there with me right even if she wasn't really engaged in the game and i was you know I was very reluctant in the beginning because mm-hmm. at the time we had small children mm-hmm. and I had things to do. It was Sunday afternoon. We had just come from church. Dinner's got to be cooked. Laundry's got to be done. Kids have to be ready for school tomorrow. I clothes have to be ironed. I mean, I had a whole long list of things that I needed to get done and sitting on the couch for the next six hours just did not <laughs> fall into that list. However, she would. She would humor me and she would come in there and ask me a lot of questions. No, she didn't ask me a lot. She asked I, me a few I questions. Asked a lot of questions. Asked me a few questions along the way. But for the most part, she would come in there and just tolerate football on the screen mm-hmm. until she fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So it really turned into our tradition would be I would come in, start the game. She'd come in, put her feet in my lap and fall asleep on the sofa while I watched the Browns. Yes. So much so that we ended up for Christmas one year buying her a blanket and pillow just for football on Sundays. (laughs) I didn't understand at the time that I had a serious need for recreational companionship. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until a decade, 15 years later that I understood it's important for me to have my wife with me when I do the things that I like to do for recreation. Mm -hmm recreational companionship according to the harley's research is like for most men the second or third most important emotional need Mm -hmm. i didn't know what that was Mm -hmm. didn't even know it existed but yes i had that need Mm -hmm. and sunday football was one of the ways that my wife met that need that i felt closer to her 
just because she would sleep on the sofa with me while I watched te- while mm-hmm. I watched football. And it wasn't that you know I didn't have this epiphany like oh you know <laughs> he's got an emotional need that I have to meet. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was just you know I just came to the conclusion that look if he's resting then I can rest. <laughs> and, that's, and that's and that's keep it one hundred. Right, and yeah. that's what it turned into. Well, all those things can get done. They'll they'll get done eventually. And it really, it, then, you know, time moves on. And then it really, I've learned a lot about football. She's a monster. You know, it has turned into more of who's wearing what uniform color. Mm. You know, I know the names of some players. I know mm. some positions. And it's some time for us to to kind of hang out. And, and Sam likes me there. So, you know, if he likes me there, then I want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. just an example of recreational companionship. Mm-hmm. That's just an example of kind of what, these emotional needs, what one of them looks like mm-hmm. in, in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going to really, really get into these things, really tear them apart mm-hmm. one or two at a time mm-hmm. so that we all have a better understanding of them and, mm-hmm. and how they work, uh, how to meet those needs. Now, we, had, we identify them. But how do we meet those needs? Mm-hmm. But it begins with being honest when right. you take the test. Right. You know, you take that questionnaire, you got to be honest. Mm-hmm. We may not uh, even know what our emotional needs are prior to taking the questionnaire. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at a certain point in my life, and, you know, we've, I've probably said this before, I'll say it again, that one of my most important emotional needs is intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I like for Sam to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I really like for you to be, you know, eyes on me, eyes on my lips pay attention to what I'm saying <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, focus on <laughs> focus right. on me and I had I've had that need our entire time of being married but I remember you know going to not even knowing what that need was just mm-hmm. knowing that something just wasn't right I wasn't getting you know he doesn't love me something is just not going the way that I think that it should and I would go to women and they would tell me you know hey you just you're fine you just need to get closer to Jesus mm, and you know spend some time spend some time with the Lord and <laughs> You know, if you want him to talk to you, then talk to the Lord. And I would go, okay, but it That's really not wasn't quite what right. I'm talking about. It wasn't really working because I didn't know. You know, oh, I had no idea that I had an emotional need of intimate conversation. And that it wasn't being met. And that it wasn't being met. Right. You know, I'm just like, you know, you know, he's just not talking to me, and you know. And anyway, that's enough of that. But, but we we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about. What what it means when or what happens when your emotional needs are met. We're also going to talk about what happens when your emotional needs aren't being met. Right. You know, this is some tried and true stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people that end up in affairs don't realize how they got there. Right. They're like right. I, I never, right. I, I would have never imagined. They right. pick people right. that they wouldn't have even picked. Right. They don't realize how these emotional needs mm-hmm. are connected to that. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a lot to talk about in right. this thing. And we're excited to be talking about mm-hmm. it. Before we close, there are a couple other things, though. Uh, don't be ashamed of your own emotional needs. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, and this is just for guys, we'll tend to want to have the ones that we think are like the most manly. We want those at the top. Uh, you know, the girly stuff, we'll push that down to the bottom. But we can't take this questionnaire that way. We Mm -hmm. have to be honest about our own emotions. Right. We have to be honest about what pushes our buttons. Mm -hmm. What pushes somebody else's buttons doesn't push Sam's buttons. Right. So I have to answer these these questions so that I can identify what I need most. Right. 
if I want to have, if I want to be healthy emotionally, if I want to have a vibrant marriage, I got to be honest with what I like. Right. And another thing, too, is when answering the questions on the questionnaire is, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of what our actual emotional need is. Mm -hmm. You know, if my need is, um, you know, this is this is not one of my emotional needs, but if it is sexual, well, if it is sexual fulfillment, then I'm okay. Then I should be okay with saying that one of my top five emotional needs is sexual fulfillment. You laughing? Sexual fulfillment isn't one of your emotional needs. It's not one of my top five. No, no. I'm crushed. <laughs> Don't be crushed. Yeah, I'm crushed. Don't be crushed. But <laughs> see, we messing up stuff now. <laughs> you will see. You know, in reading the book, you'll see that women have a separate set and men have a separate set. Almost it doesn't mean that around. it's not an emotional need. That's right. They're just ranked differently. That's right. And so, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of what our need is. And we have to be mindful of when we tell each other, when we tell our spouse, look, hey, babe, this is my emotional need. Sam can't come to me and say, Erica, that's not your emotional need mm, because yeah. your emotional need is ABC one, two, three. Mm-hmm. No not one can change. Right. Nobody can change your emotional <laughs> yeah. need. So it's okay. Your need is really your need. And one of the things that they also explain is that we all have all 10 of them. You know, that we all have all 10 emotional needs. Right. We don't, they're just ranked different. Mm-hmm. They have different levels of importance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, financial support is not an emotional need of mine, but I mean, it's it's not a high ranked emotional need mm-hmm. for me. Right. If Erica came home tomorrow and said, Sam, I'm never working again. I'm just going to live off you. I would be crushed. No, I wouldn't be crushed. <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed, but it wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to leave her. <laughs> Whereas if I came home tomorrow and said, Erica, I'm going to quit my job. I just want to live off you. I can't say that I would leave you. However, you'd be crushed. We, I would be crushed, and we would have to have a long conversation about. Yeah, this is not going to work. Yeah, not what you signed up not, for. This is not what I signed up for. That's actually a good statement to you know to think about in the back of our mind when we're answering the question. Is this something that I can live with? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I signed up for? And you know, if you have any an emotional need that's not being met by your spouse, hey. It's not what I signed up for. That's right. The other people out there might be willing to meet that right. need. I didn't sign up for this these shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you mean I wasn't I can't just lay on the couch? No, you got to go to work. Um, the Bible says that a man don't work. <laughs> <laughs> man who don't work, he does not okay. eat. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, those are uh, we ran down what the emotional needs are. Right. We talked about how you find out what your emotional needs are. We talked about uh, making sure that when you're taking that questionnaire that you take it honestly. Mm-hmm. We're going to close with, is it a question? This is a question that people have about emotional needs. When they first get this concept, they always want to know if it's unrealistic to expect my spouse to meet my emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And the, ask, the answer to that question, is it unequivocal? No. Right. It's not unrealistic for your spouse to meet your emotional needs. Right. Your spouse's job, no one else can meet some of these needs other than your spouse. Right. My need for sexual fulfillment should only be met by my spouse. Right. Who else can I expect to meet it? Right. My need for intimate conversation should only be met by my spouse. That's right. Nobody should be talking to my wife about our hopes and dreams. Right. That is true. Other than me. That is true. That's that's my territory. Right. You know, and and those things are, it's not unrealistic to think 
it's not my job to to be my wife's savior, literally. Mm-hmm. But for, as far as her emotional needs go, it is my job to meet those things. Mm-hmm. And she can expect for me to take that responsibility seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order for us to, you know, we, we've we talked about this this whole episode. We really have to know what our emotional needs are. Yeah, it begins you know, with that. It begins with that. We have to say, I have to go to Sam and say, hey, babe, you know, my emotional needs are intimate conversation, affection, one, two. You know, I have to be able to say that mm-hmm. these are my needs. So I, if I don't tell him or if I don't identify them for myself, I can't share that with you. Absolutely. Nor can I expect you to meet that need if nobody really knows what the needs are. Right. So in preparation for our next episode, you know, you got to take the questionnaire. Take the questionnaire. Like, this is like the homework part. Mm-hmm. You got to do the homework. You got to take the questionnaire. If you're going to walk with us through understanding what each of these are. Right. And how the execution part works. Right. In addition to that, we want to ask you to continue to pray for our podcast. Pray for the marriage. Uh, we Like we remind you with every episode, we pray for you. Mm-hmm. You're listening to our voices. We pray for you before we hit the record button. Mm-hmm. And we believe that God is going to continue to grow this podcast mm-hmm. and he's going to continue to keep our covenant, mm-hmm. Sam and Erica's marriage. Mm-hmm. So we ask that you just partner with us in that. We ask that you really partner <laughs> with us in that because <laughs> this is challenging. It is. You know, we are we are coming together and we are doing it. First, we're doing this together mm-hmm. uh, and we are encouraging other couples in their marriages, giving you guys hope, getting hope for our own marriage, strengthening our marriage. And so we really need prayer, you know, that th- the devil is busy. Always. Always busy. Always. So keep us in prayer. Absolutely. And don't forget to subscribe. We got to get that kind of part of our mantra, like locked in. I know most of you subscribed already. So I'm talking the first time listening. They're like, right? don't tell me that again. Right? You keep saying subscribe. It's important. It's podcast stuff, y'all. It, Trust it me. Is. Click subscribe. Mm-hmm. Share the podcast with two other people and take some time and talk through the emotional needs with your spouse. If you have never had this conversation before or if you have never even thought about your own emotional need, take some time over the next couple days think about it share it and we will see you next time all right god bless god bless